It's 11.06 on WSIC News, and you're listening to We're Just Saying with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. I'd like to be part of our show, 844-STUDIO-4. We are all streaming live on the WSIC News website, Facebook, YouTube, X, and LinkedIn. And are we still on the, um, gram? We, the gram? Are we still on the gram? Uh, not today. Not so, on the gram today. All right. right. So that it's a new technology. We're we're working the kinks <laughs> out. But Senator Sawyer, good to see you after a week. I'm sorry that I wasn't here last week, yeah. but I heard the show was absolutely mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I fantastic, hope, fantastic. I mean, fantastic. No, I was grateful for Sam to sit in and uh, fill your shoes. I did, though, have kind of a faux pas. Uh-oh. Well, Sam and I don't know each other as well as you and I do. Okay. Arguably, not many people know each other as well as you and I do since we've been <laughs> in political uh, life and friendship for, gosh, 10 years now, maybe? At least, yeah. Yeah, so um, whereas I can kind of say like a... What I think is funny about you, like maybe we talk about our diet choice or something Uh like that. When it came out of my mouth with Sam, I I felt a little guilty. Oh, really? And so I want to use this opportunity to apologize both to you and to Sam for saying funny things out loud that I probably should keep inside my head. yeah, apology not accepted. I don't know. You're, you're in, when your inner mean girl comes out, I think it's fantastic. So whether I'm the target or not, no. So apology not accepted. Sam, you know, absolutely, you're, okay. you're a horrible person for talking to him that yes, way. But, I am, but me, I'm I okay. Am. okay. I'm good. I'm okay. good. <laughs> See, so I can keep the the good times rolling, I guess. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Um, speaking of rolling, happy Groundhog Day. <gasps> Groundhog Day. You know yes. what? What? Arguably one of my favorite times. But your favorite holiday? Because yeah. Well, other than Easter and Thanksgiving, but yeah. I do not like the winter. No. And I'm sorry. I don't ski. I don't find the joy. After the last present is unwrapped, I'm ready for summer. Yes, absolutely. Did So do we know, did Tony Phil see his shadow? Well, even if he did or didn't, did you realize that the U.S. Uh, government went back in time and realized that he's only been right 40% of the time? Really? Yeah. 40% of the time, he's right every time. So... <laughs> Okay, I get the reference now. That's an Anchorman movie reference. I well got done. that. You, well done. You played that joke on me about a year ago, and it went right over my head. <laughs> well, I'm glad you retained. I'm glad you retained. But if anybody knows if Ponsatani Phil shot his shadow, let us know. Well, I do know. Oh, you do know? He... There's going to be an early spring. Really? Yes. Okay. So there's a 40% chance that Tony Phil got it right and yes. we'll have an early spring. But I did see the cutest thing online. So I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's a picture of a groundhog wife in a pink robe with a donut and a cup of coffee and rollers in her hair. And she says, this is Tony Phil's ex-wife, Phyllis who now lives in Florida and said that Phil is a compulsive liar. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, there's a lot of pressure on Ponsatani Phil yeah. and maintaining a marriage, especially if the wife is somewhat, you know, cold natured, <laughs> then, I mean, you know, it's tough on him. Come on. Uh, so I also was looking through it and laughing with my coffee this morning. I saw where a friend, uh, Senator Jim Perry, also quoted uh, and tweeted out, uh, she's also started rumors that Phil's is the establishment. She kicked off a war and campaigned to replace him. 
If elected, she will end world hunger, secure borders and traffic problems, make education perfect, make daylight savings time permanent and fix the DMV. Well, that's quite that's quite the platform. But notice what she didn't say she would do. Predict accurately when winter was. That's fair. She left that part off. So like she she made I'm going to campaign to do all these things except what the core of the job is. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. See, I I love her platform, but I mean, mean, you still got to do the job. You still got to stay in that stupid tree and concentrate uh, and focus for a year and come out and and tell us. not laugh at guys with very large, big black hats and tails that have been possibly drinking all night. That's my... Oh, there's no possibly to it. That's got to be happening. I I think that's what they do. This is their one time of year. Uh Like the entire nation is fixated on that little groundhog that they keep... uh, that they keep, uh, you know, up all year long. That thing probably lives better than like most people. <laughs> probably, but, but you know they've been, ha- they, you know they've been at it all day. You uh, know they have to have been. Well, I'm just happy that today may be the beginning of the long winter being behind us. Yes, absolutely, and also the long uh, primary season uh, is, oh, is is Huskatani. If he could just make the, it, we're we're in the uh, as I like to as, as I like to say we're we're not quite in the home stretch. Maybe uh, we're like in the second quarter of the overall race. Early voting starts in less than two weeks. Yes, it does. Absentee ballot votes are already being uh, recorded, and folks have already voted. Which do you feel confident? In, like, say, some of these down ballot races, like who you're going to vote for at this point, or would you want to wait? See, I am a vote on election day guy, primarily because the last couple of elections, we have had instances where people um, running for office in like the last two weeks of the election, Mm -hmm. it's come out they were arrested. They were felons. They, I mean, or, you know, things that all of a sudden came out that, you know, business dealings and all these kind of things where it's like people have already cast their ballots and all of a sudden you're like, well, now what if we're stuck with this person right. who, who this has come out, who, you know, in many instances has a disqualifying offense, you know, in, in most people's minds of holding office. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, look, I'm, I'm a, see, I do not set my fantasy football lineup until <laughs> Sunday, until Thursday for the first game. And I do not set uh-huh. uh, my uh, vote until election day. That well, way I know everything, every possible piece of information has mm-hmm. already been given to me. Well, I'm glad that you can now openly talk about your sports betting now that March 11th is here or will be here. And in North Carolina, you can bet legally on sports. Glorious day. Glorious day. Glorious day. Yes, exactly. Glorious, Glorious day. day. Glorious day. It's going to be interesting to see um, how uh, how how the sports betting thing shakes out. I agree. I mean, because we're you know we're just getting started. I mean, March 11th is a great time to be starting uh, college basketball season. You know, you're in conference championship mm-hmm. time. Then you got the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. so it's a cool time to be starting. But I'm really interested to see how this experiment's going to pan out in North Carolina. Well, let's see if if it. It's like anything else in other states. Betting world always figures out how to make money. Oh, well, yeah. And they're not like losing money. So I'm sure it's going to work out just fine. Yeah, as I say, Las Vegas wasn't built on winners, right? No, it was not. So the house always does win. Um, Well, speaking of which, um, since it is primary season, season, I don't know that you've seen all of these forums out there. Have you been to a forum lately? uh, No, I have not. Uh Um, I have uh, been traveling a little bit, so I haven't been able to attend um, some of them, I do know that uh, there was a Farm Bureau forum last night for some 10th uh, District uh, congressional candidates. You went to that, though. I did go to that. I enjoyed a basketball, high school basketball game that my daughter played. It was like down to the um, last seconds before they lost, but it was a 
fabulous game. So then I went over to see some more fireworks and um, it was a, it was fun to hear from the candidates. Um, and it, I was grateful not to be on stage. I understand. <laughs> well, I mean, and the last Farm Bureau one you did yes. was when you first ran. That's that, that was the infamous night that um, your, uh, your opponent, Bob Rucho said that uh, the race wasn't a beauty contest. Oh. The direct, the direct smack at you, uh, being the uh, lady on stage. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So that wasn't the Farm Bureau one. That was, I think, the Statesville Chamber of Commerce. And I remember sure? it. I remember it because we were, y yes, because the Farm Bureau one was in Yatkin County. That's right. You're and right. So You're this correct. one was, and all I remember is when that uh, insult came out against me that, um, I feel like I handled it quite well. You did. But I do remember looking in the audience and looking and seeing your face and your mouth was a game. You were like, oh, Vicky, you need to <laughs> knock this out of the park because he just insulted your intelligence because exactly. and it was great. It was like the best gift ever. Oh, it was fantastic. And I, and like part of me was like, wow, he really said that. And then the other part of me was like, I'm so glad he said that. Yeah, because now Because now I can tweet this out and put this on Facebook. It was so fantastic. Talk about the forum after the break. Absolutely. You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We'll have more of We're Just Saying with NC Senator Vicki Sawyer after this short break on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Now more We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. If you'd like to be part of our show, 844-STUDIO-4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, social media, YouTube, Facebook, X, LinkedIn, not the gram. If you're looking for us on the gram, venture over to the Book of Faces or X. Yes. But Yes. But Okay. Go. So right at the break, I was grateful to get some water and you witnessed something that was pretty embarrassing. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like, honestly, it looked like you dislocated your hip getting out of the chair. I mean, I was a little worried. It was just like, it was like this whole type thing. <laughs> just getting older stuff is not for the week. It is not. It is, it is not. not. I just, all of a sudden, like, my hip hurts now. Yeah, I went to bed feeling fine last night, and then like two o'clock in the morning, I woke up with my right ankle throbbing, <laughs> my tendonitis, because you know obviously all the walking that I apparently did yesterday. Um, gonna, it's like I'm hobbling all over the place today. It's just like I'm falling apart. We're gonna we're gonna have to get some younger people in our lives so we can like keep up, right? Exactly, you well, know, or do something because I'm falling apart, man. I just don't even. I, honestly, I think I'm past help. I, yeah, I, I really it's do. Over. It's, over. it's over. It's over. Well, speaking about past help and something you and I've talked about is the forum. Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, we get a lot of talk and a lot of talking heads at the national level saying, well, Trump didn't go to the debate um, or, you know, Biden didn't go to a debate. You know, when last election cycle, Senator Ted Budd, he mm -hmm. didn't openly debate. Um, but we still have that tradition at the local level and the congressional level. Um, but as a candidate, it's really a weird thing to go to mm -hmm. when you go to those. Right. I oh, mean, yeah. It, I mean, it, it's it is. um you know, it's one of those things, and you and I were kind of talking about a little bit during the break. It's one of those things where you can absolutely knock it out of the park. Mm -hmm. You can have the greatest answers that anyone ever gave in any forum ever, and it is likely to have very little impact right. on the race because the people who attend are generally party insiders that have made up their mind, um, or you know, family and friends supporting their 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 relative candidate mm -hmm. um, who is there. There are very few actual undecided people who go to these things, no. and so that you can you can not 
knock it out of the park and it cannot move the needle, but you can mess up and it can absolutely just reverberate. And I think that's why you see a lot of people who don't, especially if they got commanding leads right. in polling and stuff like that, their opponent really doesn't have much of a shot, mm-hmm. tend to not go to those things, mm-hmm. ma- mainly because it can only hurt you yeah. um, at a certain point. Yeah. And I guess it's different now because, you know, I think back in history was the Lincoln-Douglas debates. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of you know, stems from that type of like actual ideological debate. But like last night when I was watching, um, you know, one of the candidates um, basically like read notes, like prepared speech writer wrote, I'd assume it was a prepared speech writer. And they read from that. And I thought, well, I mean, who did your homework for you? Was that from you or is that from... So he just read the whole thing. Like literally started, the, the moderator asked the question, Oh, it was Pat Harrigan. So the moderator asked the question, uh, the, he looked at the audience and then just started reading. And then like, it, it, to me, it reminded me of a 10th grader doing a book report in front of the, <laughs> in front of the class, because, you know, I don't want you to, I, I kind of want to hear what you have off the cuff and if not prepared. And I want to know what you feel in your heart about things and how you're going to uh, do that. And then, you know, to the point of like, we hear we're just electing more swamp creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't you're you're being prepared to say something that someone wrote for you, or maybe you wrote it, but if you can't think off the fly, then how are you going to make good decisions uh, when you need to at the time that's needed? No, 100%. And I think, you know, most people, I think, want to see a candidate have a command of the issues. Right. A command of, you know, the the things that are impacting their district, their area, you know, whatever. But they want to know that there's a, you know, a mind at work and has thought these things through. When you get, and again, not everybody's a great public speaker. Correct. And I get that. Yeah. And I totally, I totally understand. But coming up there and just reading verbatim what was given to you on a note card, um, it's, in my mind, it's not a good look. Primarily because it's just kind of like, okay, well, I know what, someone who wrote this for you thinks, and I know what maybe you wrote, maybe you did write this down. Let's, let's give you the benefit of the doubt. I still don't come away actually knowing that you have a command of this issue and that I should put my trust in you to go and and represent me. And with all these major issues going around, if you can't speak freely and I mean, you don't have to recite every statistic known to man, but at least give me a flavor that you understand the issues and, and how it impacts your district. Yeah. Agreed. Um, what would be your favorite forum? Like, you know, just like two people going at it, like Hillary and Trump did, or where he followed her around the stage, remember? Creepily <laughs> following her around remember the stage. That. I do like remember a town that. hall like that. Or or do you when I'm talking about the locals, like what would you see as a form? I've seen it um, both ways. I've seen it when all the candidates are on stage and then that's kind of a mess because you can't hear what people are trying to say because they talk over each other. Yeah. Last night each candidate had their own time, which was nice, but there wasn't a back and forth, you know, so there's a little miss there. I mean, what's the what is the right form? But and then again, is anybody even watching when you do it? Well, that's fair. I mean, I think more people would watch if they were less, you know, because here's the thing I want to see. I lo- the pre- I, I love the presidential debates, um, mm-hmm. especially when they, especially in the back and forth mm-hmm. where can- yeah. I, candidates should yeah. be able to challenge each other. Right. I mean, you, you spend, you know, all the candidates spend a lot of time, a lot of money out there putting their points of view out and everything like that. And nine times out of 10, they're in an environment where they are not challenged. Right. Inside of a forum, inside of a debate, that is the opportunity opportunity for each candidate to look each other in the eye and challenge them on what they think and differentiate themselves Mm -hmm. from everybody else. And in a district like ours, I think that's critical because 
anybody running in the you know anybody running in a Republican primary is a conservative. Right. All of them will say they are conservative. All of them will be um, against tax increases. Right. All of them will be yeah, against government right. spending. There's nothing that differentiates them. Mm-hmm. Now in this race, there obviously there's a differentiating factor for you know between Harrigan and the other candidates because he ran somewhere else. So there's actually some things he has said right. that run counter to obviously to what this district is. But overall, a lot of these candidates just come in and they say what. They know people want right. to want to hear, and there's nothing that sets them apart. Well, interesting enough, I was sent a, um, a video of our superintendent, Catherine Truitt, uh, last night at a, uh, I guess it wasn't really a debate, but it was where her opponent was speaking and then she was speaking. And to uh, Superintendent Truitt's credit, unfortunately, the opponent is just saying lies, <laughs> like lies about the record, lies about what she's saying. And it is it is absolutely um, disingenuous what she's saying. And so uh, Superintendent Truett apparently had enough and she goes, you're lying. <laughs> like she does. You hear her, her voice from the crowd when this lady is sitting there saying things that are just not true about Superintendent Truett and what she's done. Um, and I was like, you know, they were throwing off on it like she was unhinged. And I was like, no, she's showing she's a fighter and mm-hmm. she's showing that she will not stand by while you sit there and continue to take credit for things that you simply did not do. I mean, Superintendent Truett really stood hand in hand with me and the other supporters of the women in sports business. And she was really marvelous in helping us craft and advocate. She came to committee meetings. She worked with the room. She called other legislators to make sure that the language in that bill was correct. I mean, she has worked so hard on bringing everybody together, even though they may not have similar opinions. I think that's good, especially when it comes to education. And she has to fight a school board that is all Governor Cooper appointees. So it's not like anybody who can come in and make sweeping changes to arguably the largest department in state government or one of the largest departments in state government just because she was elected with a title. I mean, there are nuances that she has to navigate through in order to make substantial changes. I mean, she's instrumental in helping with letters and really been a great superintendent for North Carolina. And um, good for her. For I mean, good for her for standing up, you know, and and putting a little, you know, sauce in that race, because otherwise it was ho-hum and drum a little bit, but um, totally supportive of Catherine Truett. And I hope to see her win this primary election. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. She has been a fantastic superintendent. And and I think I, I'm of the opinion people want to see candidates defend themselves, mm-hmm. defend their record, defend their points of view. I mean, you know, I, the, the moment that, you know, the moment that I've thought back in, uh, I guess, 2016, that Donald Trump could actually win mm-hmm. uh, a Repu- the Republican primary because prior to that it was like oh ha ha Donald Trump yada, yeah sideshow they're in a de- they're all on stage you know I think there's twelve or thirteen of the Republican nominees and all of them are taking turns hitting him for the fact that he gave to Democrats right you've donated politically to Democrats right. you've donated politically to Democrats and when it finally came around to his turn. He said, of course, I donate to Democrats because they do what I say when I give them money. And so do you all. And it was just like, uh-huh. okay. okay. And like, you just, you just, shut yes, down. it shuts down yeah. because it's like, I live in New York. Of course, I give Democrats money. That's all that get elected. But they yeah. do what I say when I do it. Yeah. And it was just like, I mean, that was the moment when I was like, that is going to resonate with people. Right. People are going to look at that because people uh, largely have a, a, you know, they're just fed up. 
sure. with 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 the federal government, the way things work and everything like that. When I heard that, I was like, yep, all right. Uh, this is no it. longer this is no longer a joke. This is like that will resonate with you. Yeah. And you saw it did yeah. consistently all yeah. throughout. And then thus we had President and Trump. We had President Trump and it looks like we're going to have him at the top of the ballot again this year. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about this after the break, but Polling looks pretty strong for the uh, president. It, president. It, it does. And it's funny because it, 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 well, it depends on the poll you read. Um, because, you know, there was a poll yesterday that had Biden up. There was a poll today that showed Trump up. Um, you know, both of them, you know, pretty much same, you know, structure, it seemed like, um, you know, uh, registered voters, not likely voters. Uh-huh. Um, but which is pretty well all, all you get polling right, right. now on. But, um, but you know, one was leading, the other wasn't. And I think, I think it's, you know, sort of emblematic, I think, and we'll talk about this on the other side of the break, um, about, you know, just the I don't think anyone other than maybe some core groups and stuff like that. I think there's a core group of people that are excited about the prospect of, of Donald Trump being back again on the ballot. Mm-hmm. I think there's other people that are kind of like, oh, man, really again? And I think there's a I don't know. I'd be shocked if there's any Democrats that are like, oh, gosh, we are stoked for Joe Biden on this. Like, yeah. Like, how can you possibly be? Yeah. I mean, it just I'm, I, don't, I don't see so how it's possible. There was like this. um I saw again Twitter. I spent too much time, I guess, on X, excuse me. And there was an undercover video of a a White House operative that was talking about how uh, Joe's mental capacity is really, really bad. And they don't know what to do about Kamala because they don't want to remove her. And it was he was like lamenting, almost crying in his cornflakes about how terrible the top of the Democratic ticket is. And it seems like that is the swing states who are going to. Uh, decided Trump is leading. I yes. mean, and that's like, you know, Arizona is usually a swing stat, say North Carolina, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And for the most of those, Trump is ahead in those swing states. Yeah, it is. It'll be, I mean, it's really going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Of course, I still have a theory that Joe Biden, regardless, will not be. Not, it will change at I the convention. I have that theory. I do It'll too. change at convention. I do too. You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio. We'll be right back. We're just saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on the way from 1059 100.7 WSIC. It's We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. Live to be part of our show, 844 Studio 4. We are still streaming live on WSIC News website, Facebook, YouTube, X, and LinkedIn. So uh, just for the grape, obviously we were talking about the uh, polls uh, coming out. So yeah. there's been a uh, there's been a quick Quinnipiac, is that how you say it? Quinnipiac. Anyway, there's this Q firm that, I, that that's pretty prevalent in polling. I'm um, impressed you even tried that. I mean, well, that was, that's I'm, a pretty I'm tough. a gamer. I'm a gamer. I know. I, I mean, you are a radio professional, as you always remind us. So you know, I'm surprised that you. I, I I have received ridicule for I saying that I say that too much. I was so there. So you were there. It I was, heard that. I heard hurt my ridic- heart just a little bit. So I have made it a point to refrain from you know uh, you know uh, emphasizing so my, my, up, my my radio professionalism. So I'm picking up where you left. <laughs> off. Exactly. For Thanks a, a lot. someone who listens to the show every week. Like, shout exactly. Out to him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but um, but so the uh, Quinnipiac polls showed uh, uh, President Biden up. Um, I believe it showed him up by about six points. 
or five points on uh, Donald Trump. And then, there, and then I know. And then there's a CNN poll that was released about the same time that shows Trump up six points. Yeah. So basically almost polar opposite findings of each other. Right. And so it's it's, it's really interesting to see, um, you know, but, I mean, Trump is the presumptive nominee sure. at this point, right? I know that there's a lot I'll, of frustration with people that Nikki about Haley. About your girl? Well, about, yes, about the fact that Nikki Haley is, is still staying in the race um, and everything like that. But here's the thing. Okay. There have been three primaries. Okay. For the same reason that I don't vote until election day is the same reason why it's not time for her to get out of this race. Okay. Okay. Because anything can happen. Okay. There is any number of things that could happen to where Donald Trump would end up not being the nominee. Now, are they likely? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But at least that when there's only been three primaries so far. Yeah. I mean, there's, I get why people are saying it, but there's no reason to. In relatively small states. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, my, my thing is, is that get to Super Tuesday, get through that. If, if you're just like, you know, if it's done and done, then okay. Yeah. Then, but I've, I've always wanted people to stay till Super Tuesday. Okay. I just feel like people should stay till Super Tuesday. I want to jog down our conspiracy theory path. Ooh, I love this. You love it? I love it. All right. So we've talked about this before, but I'm forever or even more intrigued with the idea that President Biden will not make it to the general election, like at the end. I th- I just, when is the Democratic caucus? Um, so the national, uh, national conventions are always in the summer, I believe. In the summer. Yeah. So, um, so I think, honestly, my theory is, is that the idea was to keep him on the ballot, uh-huh, isolate everybody out to clear the field. Mm-hmm. It will get to convention uh-huh. and he will decide he's not going to run. And at that point in time, then it'll be it'll, then it'll be to the delegates and they will bring in somebody. It will not be Kamala Harris. What about Gavin Newsom? Um, you think uh, it'd be Gavin Newsom? So I don't know that it would be Gavin Newsom because he's universally unlikable. Ooh, RFK. Um, no. Do you I think don't... they'll pull him back in the fold? Nah, because he's, he's pretty he's, popular. He's, he is, but he's in that independent crowd and he's sort of like, you know, gone against my theory, Michelle Obama. No. That's my theory. No. That's my theory. No. Because you're going to bring in somebody who contrasts against Trump. Yeah. Someone who is likable, someone who has a high, you know, high approval rating and stuff okay. like that. And somebody who has not actually been in direct political office right. would be very appealing to mm. people. And plus all the voters that Trump did bad with yeah. in the last election mm-hmm. would, would, would move her way. I, I would think I, my theory is her. I mean, I could be completely off on that, but we I need just, to, we need to put this in our conspiracy theory box. Yes. Yes. We haven't moved that from the old studio, but now we should make it to the new studio and do our box of conspiracy theories. And when it happens, we can say you heard it here first. Exactly. And that but may Michelle never happen, Obama? but I, I think, um, you know, some, or someone like, her, I mean, it's tough to say who, would be. I do mm-hmm. believe it would be a woman. I 100% believe it yeah. would be a woman. Because um, that would pull away and that's where Trump is weak. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think if you gave someone who was, a, uh, if you had a more moderate woman mm-hmm. uh, running um, in that in that mm-hmm. seat, somebody who was, you know, solid, I mm-hmm. feel like that, that, that that's the route they would go. Okay. All right. Or well, maybe Roy Cooper. Oh, we could have Roy own... Cooper. Oh, no. yeah. Maybe well, you never know. I mean, he did split the ticket and people in North Carolina voted in, in North Carolina is a swing state. Yes, it is. And they and obviously last time I, you know, witnessed it myself where I saw ballots that were marked with Trump and Cooper. Yep. Which, OK, I don't know where your head's at, but good for you. That's <laughs> your your vote, your choice. Maybe so. But the thing Maybe is, so. Roy Cooper is not a 
he is not a threatening Democrat. Correct. He is not, he's not a far left ideologue. He, well, he, well at least not surface. outwardly on the surface. Yeah, he's not. And right. so he plays very well yeah. to more moderate. Almost a John Edwards-ish. Yes, very. Well, minus the smarminess. Minus the smarminess. <laughs> um, you know, because, you know, but at the end of the day, he he plays well. Southern, he, he's not scary. Yeah. And to, to a lot of people. And so somebody like, oh, you know, mm. and Democrats historically had a lot of success with, mm-hmm. with Democratic Southern governors. Mm-hmm. Well, Speaking of governors, we uh, do have some fundraising numbers in. The fundraising reports are out. And I would like to say that I actually went through all of these campaign reports to give you this news. But I will say that uh, thank you to the the cast and crew of Do Politics Better. I was listening to your podcast yesterday and I actually this is their research. So thank you for allowing me to kind of use that. So um, it looks like that for our governor in North Carolina's race, the two front runners are Josh Stein on the Democrat side and Mark Robinson on the Republican side. And Stein is just killing it with the money. Really? Killing what are we it. looking at? $11.5 million on hand. And last uh, year was $5.7 million raised. Wow. That's a huge... Now, what does uh, Robinson have on cash So, on Mark Robinson has $4.3 million on oh. hand and uh, raised three point four. So, Stein has close to three times. What he has in the bank. And so this, right. And this is what is interesting, but then also throw these numbers aside as well. Because we all know that the independent expenditures are really where the money comes. And remember, independent expenditures are those uh, organizations who can accept corporate donations, who cannot collude or talk Mm -hmm. to or have any connection to the candidate, but can advocate for the candidate or advocate against a candidate. And so that's when uh, you'll see, I saw a Gray Mills ad and I thought it was a really good ad. And at the end of it, it says, I'm Gray Mills and I approve this ad. Mm -hmm. Well, that means that Gray Mills' campaign uh, absolutely was responsible and shot that ad and that's them. But you may see some other uh, Gray Mills ads out there that you won't see him say, I'm the candidate and I approve this ad because those are coming from other outside groups that are doing these things. And so um, we're hearing that this governor's race is going to be one of the most expensive governor races like in the United States. You know, it's amazing the amount of money that has flooded into North Carolina. I don't like the last it. Several elections. I don't like it. I mean, I don't like from don't, all over the place. I don't like it. I do not like the fact that these big DC firms and congressional candidates. This is not against you. It's just me talking. I don't like the fact that these big outside conglomerates who are picking our congressional candidates through their money, um, and 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 using what hundreds of millions of dollars to support con- certain congressional candidates over the others, because then when they get to DC, aren't they going to be beholden to those groups? I mean, I mean, that's kind of like, like I get, I get the game. I understand that you don't want to turn down that money. I understand that it's a big deal when you get those endorsements, but then who is that person really going to have to answer to? Well, and I think that's, you know, I think that, you know, that is an absolutely fair, um, you know, concern. I, I know it's touchy well, because it's the way well, the game is played now. It is. And, and you can't not, it's kind of like economic incentives for North Carolina. You cannot attract and retain businesses if you, as a government, do not provide economic incentives for these large companies. So right. as a, as a uh, candidate for Congress, you cannot 
really win unless you attacked and retain these endorsements. I mean, and that's the way it works, it right? It is the way it works. But it's just, I, I, if I had my rather, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> after, after banning signs in the right of way. After banning <laughs> signs in the right of ways and electioneering at polling locations, I would put a cap on congressional spend and eliminate outside money and let the candidates go at it and just go back to old school, old school politics, go meet and greet and grassroots and hang out and go to um, the barbecues. And that's how people get to know you and not through million billion dollar ads and stuff. Well, and I think that, you know, at the end of the day, in an ideal world, that would that would that that would be it. But when you think about who benefits from you know, those outside groups and those monies, right? Okay, it's not just candidates or the IE's causes. It's the um, stations that charge for the time for those mm-hmm. things to be aired. It's the print companies that print their mail and the mail and the mail houses that, you know, rack them up and send them out and yeah. the postage that goes on it. There is an entire industry. Yeah. Based built on that. based on this, built around right. it, billions of dollars. And based Republicans, it. we should be a little upset with that because I don't remember any like really positive uh like articles about Republicans coming out of most of the legacy news media, like talking about print and <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like every time I read the opinion page of maybe the uh Raleigh News and Observer, it's not really great for Republicans, you know, no. and yet we're spending millions of dollars with these, you know, establishment organizations. I I think it'd be, I think it'd be kind of cool if we could cap. I know that's not popular. <laughs> I know I'm going to get skewered about this, but it just, I, I don't know. I just maybe yearn for today, yesteryear when it comes to grassroots politics. You're old school that way. I, I am old school, old school that, that way. way. I am. But I think, it, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's, it stinks, but you know, those are like you, like you noted earlier, that's the rules of the game. It is. And it, if a candidate wants to win, they have to play by the same rules as everybody else. Play well, on the same field that everybody plays. We do have a few candidates that won the rated X section, by the way. Really? Yeah. So, so, the, so we have a couple to pick from? After the break, we have a couple to pick on. And this one's going to be a little tough. Really? It's succinct. Do I need my... uh, No, I'm going to need you to help me through this one. I don't think I can do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm a little scared because contrary to popular, I did not get a preview of, of, of all these. Okay, so, we'll see so how we'll, it works we'll, out. We'll, we'll have to see how we do on the fly. Okay. <laughs> You're listening to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio. more of NC Senator Vicki Sawyer and we're just saying after this short break on 1059 100.7 WSIC Now back to We're Just Saying with North Carolina Senator Vicki Sawyer on 1059 100.7 WSIC Welcome back to We're Just Saying on WSIC News Radio with Senator Vicki Sawyer and David. Like to be part of our show, 844 Studio 4. We are still streaming live on the WSIC News website, YouTube, Facebook, X, and LinkedIn. So before we get into Ready to X, got a couple of quick hits yeah, we did. Uh, that you had that we wanted to go through. First, uh, North Carolina Opportunity Scholarship yes. site uh, went live this week and crashed yeah. like 15 minutes after midnight because so many people uh, were getting on to try to avail themselves as Opportunity Scholarships. So you hate that it crashed, yeah. but it's also pretty fantastic. There's so much interest in people going out there to uh, to try to grab some opportunity scholarships. Yeah, I know. So um, the opportunity scholarship, remember, is the school voucher program, basically, for all North Carolinians. And it's the application started uh, February 1st. Uh, It goes through the end of the month. 
I do want to warn you, if you're one of those frustrated parents who the website crashed on, uh, you do not get extra credit for turning in your homework early. <laughs> so if you get your uh, application in any time during this month, you're going to be okay. So no, one does not preclude the other. Um, and they will award the money as long as the money lasts. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how this works out. Um, they will look at uh, the lower income uh, families first. And then once those are awarded out, and if there's money left over, they'll continue to go. Uh, there is no income cap left on it. And it's up to, I think, $4,000 if you're at the highest income level for reimbursement of of the um, school tuition for a private school. And um, there is an income verification thing. I actually heard, uh, got a text from a principal at a local private school, and she was a little concerned because when you're going through it, it looked like you could just put any any dollar amount for your income. Um, but there will be a verification process. Um, so make sure that you're honest about that because you don't want to get awarded the scholarship and then get kicked out because that would, you know, not be great. So uh, make sure to be honest on those things. And yeah, so it, we'll see how this all works. It's interesting to me, um, before there was actually money left over in the Opportunity Scholarship Program. Mm -hmm. And so now it seems like the, there's a great need out there and we'll see how it, it fits. Well, very nice. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing you saw, which I found fascinating, uh, UNCG doing something yeah. that you don't normally see colleges I'm, doing. I'm so proud of them. I really, really, so UNCG is University of North Carolina at Greensboro, and they uh, have a strong tradition and been around a long time, and they they are really good at some of their majors, but they decided they're not good at like six of them. Mm -hmm. And so as the chancellor, I applaud him. He is actually toning uh, and pruning out those majors that are underutilized or they're not excelling in. And, and in other words, I think physics was one. That's just not their niche, right? So they're not going to spend the extra money and try to get recruitment and to keep and retain professors on a program that is not accelerating or, or you know, furthering their students. There's a few others that they are doing that they're either making as a minor or and they're reducing. And I think this is exactly the type of leadership that is needed in the university system. And I applaud this chancellor for doing it. I mean, I love my beloved 49ers. Oh, go, yeah. go, go Niners. Niners. We're going to the game tomorrow. Yes, we are. We are. Um, but in my college experience, I remember there were some majors out there that I thought, how are you going to get a job after college mm -hmm. with that thing? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing here? Or are you just prepping to go somewhere else? I mean, what what's going on? And I think it's really smart of them to pare down and hone in on what they're good at and try to be, instead of being good at everything, try to be good at what you can and use and focus your resources to be the top-notch university in those fields. No, 100%. I mean, I think colleges um, a lot of times have, you know, the more programs they add, the more money they get yeah. and things like that. And really, they got into this thing of, you know, trying to be all things to all people. And you just can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so really honing in and focusing on what you do well and cultivating the students that want to learn those things, be in those majors, pursue those careers, I think it's fantastic. I do too. Because then you build a reputation of being, you know, hey, you know, yeah, if you're going to be a, you know, if you want to be a physics major and like that, UNCG, you know, mm -hmm. not have it. But you know what? If you want to be a teacher, if you want to be this, yeah. that's the school you want to go to because they have cultivated and built and invested mm -hmm. in those programs to yeah. be really good at And them. I think UNC Pembroke does a really good job of that. And Elizabeth City State University has done something really cool. Do you know that you can go to a uh, UNC campus and 
actually get your pilot's license? I did not know that. You can. Interesting. If you want to be a pilot, Elizabeth City State University has a, a aeronautics uh, program and you can get your pilot's license through them. That's also a college promise. Uh, so they have a level tuition of $500 and a, you know uh, per semester. So I'm pulling this off the top of my head. So correct. Someone feel free to call in and correct me if I'm misstated that. But, um, or don't. Or don't. Just don't. <laughs> just let me go on as if I yeah, you know, exactly. know what I'm talking or, about. Or use the Google machine. Or use the Google machine. But um, yeah, so actually Senator Warren Daniel, uh, his daughter had graduated from that program there. And, you know, she's a licensed flight instructor now and is uh, absolutely like living her best life. I think that that type of specialization of a campus resources is phenomenal. And oh, absolutely. I applaud UNC uh, Greensboro's chancellor who was censored by his staff mm -hmm. um, and, you know, all the other things, but I, good for him. Good I mean, it's him. just leadership and I, I applaud that. Yep. Sometimes it gets messy. Yeah, Speaking it of messy, rated X oh, now. Gosh. So you, you got a couple, you, well, you got, got a couple good ones in yeah, here. Yeah, this one, no, this, okay. Rated X is a segment where we go through the weekly correspondence that I have and uh, the mean things, and David's already got his finger on the button. Yes, I am and honed on the button. The, the mean things that sometimes people will say back to us. And um, usually it's through Facebook or in this or, or uh, Twitter. But in this instance, uh, one was on X and the other one was on an email. Okay. So email has been proven to be the most fruitful of all yeah. lately. I mean, I'm surprised that. Yeah, you get you get, you get get some haterade on my email. I know. They like to come at you. I know. And, it, you know, most of them is received on a public platform. And I'm always concerned. I'm like, what? I mean, you know, this is this is public record, dude. Like yeah. you, you or lady, you, you this could be seen for everybody, but <laughs> you choose to do it. Okay. So this one is, uh, I attended a fundraiser for a North Carolina Senate candidate in the Raleigh area. Named, her name is Vicki Harry. Was it spelled the right way? No, it was spelled her way. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't spelled my way, it was spelled her way. And she's actually a true Vicky. She's not a Victoria like me. So okay. she's like, Legit, but mm -hmm. uh, Vicky with an eye, and so there's a picture of the Republican women in the Senate that was supporting her, which was myself, Senator Amy Gailey, um, Representative Aaron Pere out of the Raleigh area, and Senator Joyce Crovick. Mm -hmm. And so, just uh, uh, Representative Pere had mentioned there's a packed house tonight and support our friend and grateful to support and tagged us all. So this is a collective hate, yeah. a collective okay. hate, collective okay. hate. Jessica still Twitter Stark mentioned. Clan wife rally. <laughs> Clan wife rally. Clan wife rally. Wow. That's wow. Such, did, did, um, did Jessica still Twitter Stark have uh, a Ukraine flag? <laughs> no, she was plain. No, no. Emojis. Have we run off the Ukraine contingent? I really I think like I we have. May have. See, that kind of disappoints me because nobody cares like the Ukraine flag. People. Uh, and peaceful. Yes, peace, and peace, Ukraine. Yes. yes, I know. No, no, none of that good stuff. That hurts I my really, heart a little I bit. I really have. We got to get back in session so I can. Yeah, you got to do, well, do some more things people well, can hate on. You got to do some more things people hate on. Well, not for this one. Now, this one was, you ready? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> This one is a newsletter that I sent out um, and it is uh, not from a legislative office. I have another one that comes out. So I was grateful for the help of that. But so uh, the Sawyer Post comes out and um, there's a fellow named Gator. Gator. <laughs> Gator is a hater. Uh, Gator, okay. Yes. Gator is definitely a hater. But on Friday, January 26th at three o'clock PM, Gator wrote back. My. You. You could say whore. I cannot. 
God, this <laughs> you sounds like that. dirty. <laughs> wow. You, Wilbur, man, come on. <laughs> that's like, wow, man, that's that's harsh. What'd you do to this I poor don't guy? No. He asked you out at some point in time, I way don't. back, and like he's been holding on to that grudge for a while, waiting to get the Sawyer post just so he could send that back to you. <laughs> that's wow. I know. This I is know. so mean. I know. I but that's know. good. But you know, honestly, you know, I honestly think we're building a brand. And I think okay. you're gonna start to see more people in hopes of being on our show and being oh, referenced. Because no. I guarantee I'm willing to bet that this guy listens to the show. Okay. And I'm willing to bet that he is he has got the podcast ready to go and he's gonna be sending this out to his boys. Okay. And it's gonna be like, I got mentioned on the radio. <laughs> It's gonna be fantastic! Look, oh, they talked about me on the radio. I guarantee you, so that's the that's what we're building here. You know what we need to do? You know who probably has like a plethora of all of these, way better than me. Who's that? Is Representative Cotham? Oh, and I'm, she's oh, in our gosh. district. Yeah, I'm sure. I, we should have her on. I'm we, gonna text her and have her on one day and let her read hers one yeah, day. Yeah, I'm not so sure that not just be a sustained beep. I'm not even sure like yeah. we at the, some of the stuff that she's had to have thrown in front yeah, of her. I got it mild compared to her. And actually, Representative Perret as well. I mean, they both take it on the chin pretty hard. So yeah. I, I, maybe I should I should have them come in and, and enjoy some. Maybe of the I should. Decks. Maybe we need a. Uh, maybe we need a. a uh, we need to have legislators send in their best um, hate. We could have a best of show. Yes, we could have a best of the hate, and we can uh, have them send in some of their most favorite hate thrown their way. Oh my god! And we can uh, and we can spend some time going through it. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll try to pull it together. I'll yeah. see what I can do. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I, I think I need an assistant just to do this show because I'm, I'm, you know, it, it, the week goes by so fast. Part of my hip hurting, the age part of it. I feel like Thursday gets here before I realize that it's Monday again. Yeah, it it really time does. moves so fast in these places. It really does. Not fast enough, though, for the election to be over for the primary. <laughs> no, we're almost there. We're almost there. Oh, no. Any good plans for the weekend besides yeah. going to the 49er game? Going to the 49er basketball so game. So you're not going to the border like everybody else? Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, with we'll your hip. Taco with, your hip with, your, with your hip. With your hip. Did you just say you'll run for the border of Taco Bell? Yeah. Well played. <laughs> Thank you. Well played. The shameless plug right there. I know. Maybe some ad dollars coming in so off that. tomorrow, if you guys want to, and you're in the Charlotte region, we have a hot basketball game, 49ers and ECU. Looking yes. forward to go see that. I have not Niners been... on a six-game win streak, I believe, six now. Six-game seven seven win, win streak, right yeah. Now. yeah. And we, I'm getting ready. It's a whiteout, so wear your white, and let's go and support the home team. Go Niners. Well, you are a clan wife. Oh. So obviously, obviously that just, <laughs> wow, that could not have gone better. <laughs> and we didn't set that up. <laughs> I'm so happy. We did not even orchestrate that. That was fantastic. That was amazing. That was good. Dude, that's what we do here. That's this, the kind of quality we bring. This is the type of radio professionalism that we bring to the airwaves. You know what? You're always going to go back to that, right? Yes, I am. I committed to stop saying it, and now you keep doing that's it. That's what we're going to do. Everybody have a great weekend. Thanks. Thank you. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.